0: We are your Midwestern play cousins on your mama's side.
1: We are aspiring revolutionary movement nerds, and, and we, we are Anna on our soapbox.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the Soapbox, the podcast.
1: We are Crystal and Soraya, <laughs> and yeah, we're here. We're here. Some might say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Crystal, yeah, uh, what is this podcast? <clears throat>
1: so this is a podcast where you know sometimes the radiator might get lit (laughs) this is an organic podcast with authentic people this podcast is first and foremost for black queer women Mm -hmm. um the proletariat (laughs) working class poor folk um This podcast is also for ourselves um, to reflect our evolutions and understand and just see how they they can be subject to change. So, just growing with ourselves as well.
0: Guess me,
1: I guess. Growing into, I don't know. Hmm. We are growing, (laughs) though. Yeah.
0: And that's it. I'm excited to be using this podcasting space to interview folks in our communities, um, discuss things that are bringing us joy, discuss things that are um, causing us frustration, Mm -hmm. um, and doing those things in creative ways that are accessible and meaningful and add to ongoing
1: conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I want to kind of... I feel like we both share the kind of gratefulness and the value we have toward other podcasts with queer women, queer Black women, um, and I would love to be that for someone. You know, as we oftentimes navigate navigate heavily white or other spaces, um, just to be that little or those two little voices. <laughs> That are like, yeah, we're doing this too, mm-hmm. and we're together in that, and we are also holding space for you, yeah, yeah.
0: what are the podcasts that inspire slash shape slash influence your want to be a podcaster
1: yeah I think you <laughs> I think queer walk for sure, it is so funny because I'm so late to y'all, um my bad um. How to Survive the End of the World, The Read, um, and those are the ones I've been listening to more heavily, I guess.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, it's definitely Queer Walk the Podcast, Hi (laughs) Y'all, Tea with Queen and Jay. uh, Your Gay Aunties, How to Survive the End of the World. Um, Yeah, thank you for creating a body of work that we could um, learn from and build with and hear from. Yeah.
1: Speaking of aunties, (laughs) um, Soraya and I shared a little bit about our uniqueness of our experiences in our in our age and not being auntie level um but definitely being like your cousins um you want to talk more about that
0: yeah um I think there's a lot of space for thinking about how to share knowledge especially movement spaces Mm -hmm. when um a lot of the crucial parts of our histories are not always readily available. Mm-hmm. Um, having access to folks who um, have various types of wisdom mm-hmm. and optimism and excitement as they approach the same work. Um, and so it's like, I am not ye- currently knowledgeable enough to be a movement auntie <laughs> <laughs> or a movement elder. Yeah. Um, but I can be a movement cousin. Yes. <laughs> I know two or three years worth of things that might be helpful to someone mm-hmm. slightly younger <laughs> or newer to mm-hmm. this. And so that's where that's the basis of our um of our intro and of the way we're trying to have this conversation.
1: Mhm.
0: Accessible but still learning
1: too. Mm-hmm. Knowledgeable but still accessible. Thank you for condensing that cuz that's exactly what I thought.
0: <laughs> so is that an intro? Do people need to know anything else?
1: I don't know. I'm also grateful for people who listen, you know? Yeah. And I'm very excited to see some of the feedback we get yeah. and some of the ways people will use this information and engage with their life or just have already experienced what we're talking about and do reflection work. Um I'm excited to see who this resonates with.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to build a space to like, um, uplift some of the dope, like the dope folks in our Mm -hmm. circles and our communities. Um, One thing Crystal and I talked about earlier was just how amazing levels of resilience and organizing and activism and community aid happens in pockets all over Mm -hmm. when you're in the pocket it feels like you're the you're one of very few Mm -hmm. um maybe at sometimes ailing um struggling Mm -hmm. um points of opposition to a very big violent system Mm -hmm. um and hopefully having an archive of People talking about their work mm-hmm. can help remind us now and in the future that those that even if it feels like you're part of one small um, bubble of people doing what you're doing, um, there are millions and millions of bubbles. Yeah. Um, of in pockets of community and projects that mm-hmm. are helping our communities uh, like thrive and survive um, and have love and joy inside of um, all the things that we experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so excited to help and contribute to being like a, an archival space for that
1: mm-hmm. yeah. and on that same note I, I hope that this podcast can be a bridge for some folk to really connect them either to what they're feeling based off of like the way we've articulated how we felt about situations or how we feel about situations or connect them to this work um, Organizing work that we do, but to the deeper consciousness of it, Mm -hmm. um, or connect them to just other queer Black women. Um, But I hope this can be a bridge for people.
0: Same. Yep. Hell
1: yeah. Hell yeah. Is that an intro? I think that is an intro. Dope. What do you think? Leave your no. Leave your comments below. On this podcast, we are also broad, and we try to adapt as our language for our experiences adapt. Um, and so, for example, if we're talking about women, we are talking broadly about the experience of folk who are coded as women or otherwise, and uh, those who identify with being a woman. Yeah.
0: Um, this is a piece of what, is, what we're looking to build into a community space um, that is accessible yeah. and intentional. intentional. Um, we are not the black bourgeois. <laughs> yes, we are
1: not for the <laughs> black bourgeois. Um, um.
0: And we open ourselves up um, for principled and genuine critique. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we continue to learn and grow ourselves by exploring um and speaking our various truths. Um in this space we are committed to learn how to um engage in like activism and like deep thinking and organizing with community um in a really intentional way.
1: Yeah. So we kinda talked about what this podcast is. Would you like to talk about what this isn't?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So this isn't a space where we're going to be debating the validity of our identities or the relevance of the things that we're talking about. Uh, This is a pro-black, pro-queer, anti-capitalist space, Mm -hmm. and we're dedicated to holding space for conversations that explore the nuances of those things, mm-hmm. but not the validity of our experiences, um, or the relevance of these things to our movements.
1: Right. Great. I think that's a good like, synopsis of it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> she is doing a dance that... Mm-hmm. Um, you are, are you, she, they pronouns? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. Just making sure.
0: Thank you. Yeah. um What are your pronouns?
1: I am, she, her, hers, yeah. Also, um, Mama Tree. Mm-hmm. Sister Soja. Uh, plus, yeah. plus one. No, I'm joking. I'm going <laughs> to edit that out. <laughs> I'm definitely going to edit that out.
0: <laughs> Mine, I am... Um... Ryan, (laughs) Uh, Denise, Um, I am a recently graduated (laughs) uh, (laughs) scholar activist. I am somebody's daughter, Mm -hmm. somebody's um, mentor, even though it might seem pretentious. I... I'm an organizer living in mid-ish Michigan, (laughs) Um, and I
1: am excited to be here. Great. Thank you for that (laughs) mid-ish Michigan introduction. (laughs) So who raised you, like what raised you, what communities raised you, what ideas?
0: This might be a fun question to answer over time But Mm -hmm. first thing that raised me is my mama Mm -hmm. Um, And also my I had like pretty Not deadly but pretty intense medical issues that shaped Mm -hmm. um, Me when I was a kid And so it meant a lot of time A lot of time missing school um, Because I just couldn't get through the school day Mm -hmm. With the way that my body uh, would respond to, like, the heat or the pollen or whatever, um, and so i spent a lot of time inside, a lot of time feeling like I had to do additional things to prove myself socially Mm -hmm. and in school because I was away when so much of those relationships were being built, um, and so because of that I have, like, a lot of sensitivities as an adult to, Mm -hmm. like, feeling left out, to, um, creating situations where other people might feel left out, mm-hmm. um, into needing compassionate teachers and community members to look after me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that raised me. Cool. Um, I think I identify very strongly with like the intense evolutions that happen over life. And so like my mama and my health issues, Definitely raised me for a long, a long share of my life. Mm-hmm. And then from there, as I, as my, my things got more managed, and as I was able to sort of grow um, in addition to my initial upbringing, um, blackness and queerness raised me, mm-hmm. um, and the way that I was able to start to navigate those things as. An adult-ish young person mm-hmm. um, once I got to college and now uh, community organizing and movement history is what raised me. Um, it mo- uh, those things are like the root of a lot of what I get up and do every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also like the foundation where I've met a lot of my community um, and like the amounts to like being the core of like how I think about things and how I express things and like mm-hmm. the analytical lens through which I um teach and learn and receive things. Mhm. Um so that's what
1: it was to me. That was a really good like literal and symbolic and like spiritual answer to that question. So, mm. thanks for that. Yeah. Um do you think that kind of answer? What communities do you consider yourself a part of, or?
0: Yeah, I would say first and foremost, like the communities of Black femme Black women folk, um, is raising me, and that's like literal, emotional, spiritual to me. Um, and then like the community of like young organizers and mm-hmm. like the young philosophers that we do with every day <laughs> um, is also what's raising me because that's who I am mm-hmm. and where I am. Oh, yeah, my Western, like, American, like, context for, mm-hmm. like, privilege is also raising me and coloring mm-hmm. uh, the way that I look at
1: the world. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Same. <laughs> so what shapes you? Um like what experiences or work or ideas or whatever
0: I would say what's shaping me is two major things. Like one is my commitment to a future to like a like a like a practice of liberation mm-hmm. cuz it shapes the way that I speak. It shapes the way that I work through conflict and disagreements. Um, it shapes the kind of uh, relationships that I invest in, um, because I am committed to like living in and being a part of and contributing to a community that is um, rooted in exploring like like exploring and like living for collective liberation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that like literally. Uh, shapes me is, like, the need to um, have love and have joy Mm -hmm. um, as, like, a contributor to that Mm -hmm. liberatory practice, like, right now. Um, And so, again, like, those things kind of feed into each other um, and motivate, like, how I respond to the reality of, like, being on a wonderful a wonderful being on a beautiful planet run by a fucked up planet. government. Yeah. Um Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's I empathize with that a lot. Even just thinking about just the degree of fuckery. For and like the degree of fuckery. And, <laughs> and trying to carve out like a space within that, you know. So I guess that can lead to, like, why do you do the work that you do, um, and in that, like, what communities or ideas are you accountable to?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: can you repeat the question?
1: Yeah. So, why do you do the work that you do, and for who or what?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, people deserve to be free. hmm Um, We have a right to be free. We have a right to um, have clean water and breathe Mm. clean air. We have a right to look at beautiful landscapes. Mm -hmm. Um, A right to be in, um, well, not a right to be in right relationship with the planet, but a right to be part of a culture that is committed to being in right relationship with the planet. Mm -hmm. Um, And because of those things being so much bigger than me, I feel like I'm accountable to like being um, in community with the people directly around me who also share that vision mm-hmm. um, so that like we can all influence each other mm-hmm. and keeps like sharing um, these understandings and these commitments. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm accountable to like my immediate community of like, Organizers and friends Mm -hmm. um, as well as like um, Other folks who are trying to do this work who I don't know but Mm who um, Know things that I don't Mm -hmm. Um, I'm accountable to uh, The generations that come from ours Mm -hmm. to do To play my role Mm -hmm. um, And to commit to pushing our struggles for liberation forward Mm -hmm. in the ways that I can manage, um, I'm accountable to my ancestors Mm -hmm. to figure out with guidance a way to survive in this landscape that they survived long enough to get me to. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: yeah. Great. So... On a high note, (laughs) what are you reaching for? Um, what is that just thought? I am reaching for,
0: uh, like fresh, clean air, I'm reaching for, um, loving, thoughtful intentional communities. Mm -hmm. I'm reaching for um, an era or a norm where blackness isn't criminalized. Mm -hmm. um, For being too loud, for being too sexual, Mm -hmm. for being um, too African. Mm -hmm. I am reaching uh, for societal norms that Mm -hmm. have room for all of us Mm -hmm. and that are actively uh, disrupting colonialism and capitalism Mm -hmm. and white supremacy Mm I don't know, I'm reaching for whatever's gonna make me laugh like (laughs) big belly laugh Mm -hmm. next Um, I'm reaching for compassion in myself and from other people Yeah. Um, and I'm reaching for principled struggle
1: to carry all these things forward great I knew it was a reason I kept you around <laughs> <laughs> there it is, now I'm joking I'm also
0: reaching for Janelle Monae's next album <laughs> Currently reaching um, actively actively um, seeking reaching for um, a really good Adorable like Queer love story movie That's just like mm-hmm. amazing And happy um, Yeah I'm reaching for really good Books mm-hmm. That describe all these things so, I don't have to, so that I don't have to feel like I'm making shit up <laughs> <laughs> Literally <laughs> Literally um, Reaching for the stars always And all
1: Yeah. Yeah. Saw that one coming I know. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, thank you for introducing yourself. And I feel privileged to be able to talk to you and be engaging with these ideas. Thank you. Yeah, sometimes I'm nice. person that's constantly changing and like living in different versions of myself Mm. um so sometimes i'm really serious and jaded and sometimes like now i'm really silly and goofy um and so i'm really never one thing but i think the whole of me is like a very Kind of witty, sarcastic, um, loving, young, queer woman, black woman. Yeah, that's who I am in a nutshell.
0: Lit. Who raised you? Um, like literally, and also what communities do you consider yourself a part of?
1: The Hood definitely raised me. Um, like, I'm from Detroit City. Um, so areas of majority minority, areas of poverty, areas of violence, areas of love, trust, and community. Um, definitely raised me to to how I understand myself today. Um, my parents raised me, and. I think did a fabulous job in instilling, uh, personally, I, you know, I turned out pretty good, um, and, like, instilling, um, they've completely shaped the way I understand my purpose today, and I'm very grateful for that, because I resonate with that, and that's not always true for parents who, um, already have such a solid understanding of themselves, and their children may not agree with you know with what is being imposed but I really am grateful that I was raised by the family um I had and the lessons I learned I was also raised by the boys and girls club um spent many days there, which is why I think. I have so many of the relationship skills I have just working with different personalities and meeting new people um, and also understanding the nuances and experiences because, you know, this particular Boys and Girls Club was one that was full of black kids, poor black kids, bourgeois black kids, queer black kids. Femme, black, kid. So it, it just, I think I learned that I could, that I didn't have to be one thing. And then I didn't have to have this understanding of myself because I always knew somebody I could point to who kind of articulated their experiences differently and lived a different life, even though we shared the color of skin or something, you know. And Also, they, just the workers there um, were mentors for a lot of things. It was kind of like the auntie relationship where like you know, you don't want to tell your mom about everything but I had that greater community looking out for me and so I think they raised me.
0: Thank you. Um, what shapes
1: you? Um, what shapes me? I think my biography, you know, like being a queer, black, poor, working-class woman, I think that shapes me in the way I view everything, and I think that motivates me to really go into those identities to understand um, how they all come together, where where, where they intersect and how that impacts me. Um, so I think those experiences has definitely shaped me. Cool.
0: Um, does that also answer like who you do your work for and who's accountable and who you're accountable to?
1: Yeah, I think I'm accountable to people of that similar biography. <laughs> um, I think that I'm accountable to myself to really articulate what it is that i'm experiencing and purposely trying to build relationships and be in communities with people of my same biography so that we can envision how we want our destiny to be right because we are like a biography of people that are trifectas of mm-hmm. systemic mm-hmm. <laughs> oppressions mm-hmm. um, and oftentimes live at the margins of everything And so a lot of people aren't in the work of, they are in the work of creating our destiny, but not with our experiences in mind. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think I'm accountable to that community to do the, to understand what has happened, um, to then collectively understand where we want to take this and uh, what is our goal, you know? Like, and why it is so important for us to be in community with each other.
0: I think this relates to our last question. You yeah. said um, where we want to take this. What are you reaching
1: for? <laughs> I'm honestly reaching for something that feels improbable based on our current material conditions. Um, and I, I kind of want to digress just a bit to talk about like how I am also, as you share, accountable to my ancestors. And I'm accountable specifically to the domestic fight, the United States fight um, that was led by black, femme, and others against these systemic oppressions. Um, And just knowing that I have the ability to actualize and I have the ability to vision and the ability to learn and um, be a scholar because they sacrificed um, a lot and their dignity to, to ensure that future for me. Um, so I am accountable to that fight and I will continue to be accountable because I'm also accountable to my predecessors. Um, I don't wanna drop the baton, kinda. So what am I reaching for? I'm reaching for a world uh, where everybody can live a dignified life, where um, the goal is not equality and the goal is not assimilation. The goal is equity the goal is to understand diversity more than you know kind of the white liberal understanding but to a standing of like we internalize that people are different and they have different abilities and we love them for that and that is actually what makes our community a community and not the fact that we share like whatever or we are trying to impose that people should agree with, like, our principles. But it is because, like, we can only coexist. Like, we have to be in community with each other. Um, so I'm reaching for a world that pushes um, back against, like, capitalist understanding of, of community and capitalist expansion of individuality. Um, I'm reaching for, like, communities that, Understand we have a, um, we are tasked with being in community with other people, and that's not really an option um, to not be. I'm reaching for racial healing, um, economic justice, a demilitarized economy. Yeah, and I guess I'm also reaching for like presence. I'm reaching for the ability to just be in the moment and share joy in those moments. But also I'm reaching for the for us to allow people to be upset and to cry and to be sad and depressed and anxious. Um, and still be able to give them the roses for all of that because those are emotions that make us human. And when it comes to certain groups, um, those are emotions that have been so silent, in part because we need to survive. (laughs) And if at every conflict um, we were to give those emotions, it would be very, very hard to survive. Mm -hmm. And so I'm reaching for communities in which we uplift those emotions and we hold space for them, too, just as well as we want joy. Now, I am Mm. reaching for joy. (laughs) I'm (laughs) reaching for a very deep (laughs) joy and fulfillment um, that extends beyond, like, you know, our material reality and into other planes of existence. Amazing. Damn, (laughs) (laughs) and that's just that's just the you know beta version (laughs) I I still have a a lot to think about and I think that's why I like to be in conversations like this where there's always something like slightly out of grasp for me or slightly out of reach because it keeps me coming back and and also this was my theme for 2020 I think um Is this idea of like continuation? Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of us are talking about um, ways we want to change and adapt and evolve or go back and undo. And I think all those things are great. For me, I've been trying to focus on just continuing because that's Mm -hmm. hard in itself. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't really add a lot more to my plate right now. I just want to continue the work that. Doing so that I can just reach new depths of it. How are you? And I want to continue being in community with people, and continue holding space for joy. Continue, you know, like I've learned, I'm learning a lot, but I want to learn things to the point where I internalize them and put them in practice, and then continue doing that work. Because sometimes the hardest work is the hardest to continue. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> we, we love a good hell yeah. <laughs>